Welcome to the Driven Woman Podcast, where we're on a mission to empower women with the mindset, tools, and strategies so that they can lead powerfully and authentically in order to make a massive impact on this world. I'm your host, Sophia Bryan. Hi there, Driven Woman. Happy New Year to you. We are officially in 2020 and I am so excited about the lineup for the Driven Woman podcast. So before I get into this week's episode, I am going to invite you to go over to sophiabryan.com forward slash resources and grab my free strategic planning workbook. Now, this workbook uh, is a 42-page book um, where I dive into seven key areas of our lives as women, and you will get an opportunity to do a thorough assessment. And it's a workbook, so you'll be guided through some activities to do, to do your own strategic planning for 2020 and beyond. I know that you will really enjoy utilizing this tool because I put a lot of thought into preparing it for you. Now, go to sophiabryan.com forward slash resources. Now, let's get into this week's episode. Talk soon. Hey, Driven Women. I have another amazing guest for you today, and I'm excited to share her with you because she's an amazing friend and um, has been a confidant over the years and I'm happy to have the conversation. So she is a legal advisor, course director for the course on labor and employment law at the University of the West Indies. She has a bachelor's of science in sociology, social policy and administration with honors. Yes. (laughs) She has a law degree with honors. You know, she's bright. She is currently employed at one of the top communications group in Jamaica, where she works in the corporate secretarial and legal department. She's a mentor, uh, a member of the Jamaica Bar Association, and serves currently as a director for Women of Unlimited Worth. As a young professional, she wants to help fellow young professionals navigate corporate Jamaica, investments, and relationships. This led her to create and co-host the podcast Pep Talk Jamaica, a podcast for young professionals by young professionals. When she's not behind her desk, she strives to help young professionals balance their profession with their purpose. Ladies, please make welcome Stacy and Steele. Hi, Stacy. Hi, Sophia. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm so glad that we get to talk today. <laughs> it's about time. Yes. Over there. It's like a catch-up session as well, right? <laughs> I agree. I agree. And the perfect time too, at the end of the year. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Stacey, I want to start off um, by asking you to share with us what your mission is and why you are so passionate about it. Okay, so based on the bio, persons may think that my mission is law. 
and mm-hmm. all of that, right? That is my nine to five. But my passion project is my podcast, mm-hmm. Pep Talk, which you mentioned. And it is the mission behind that is to help young professionals navigate the corporate space, corporate work, corporate Jamaica, and be heard in that space as young mm-hmm. professionals. Mm-hmm. To help them navigate finances because you are encouraged to invest while you are young. Yes. And putting your money in a savings account is not considered a true investment. Mm-hmm. And finally, to help them navigate relationships because it's important as young professionals that you find that work-life balance. All work mm-hmm. and no play, we're not about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What made you uh, decide to take on that mission? What was the event that happened in your life that made you realize that you need to be adding some value to this aspect um, of development of people? Honestly, it was basically a culmination of different events mm-hmm. because I was that young professional that was demotivated or felt uninspired in mm-hmm. the corporate space and looking around for assistance or the motivation within that space and it was not lacking it just wasn't there mm-hmm. and I would you know express myself or vent to my mm-hmm. sister who you know is my co-host right. and I would vent to my friends and they would have similar stories similar experiences about feeling uninspired feeling demotivated and feeling misguided Mm. and I thought to myself that it cannot just be us you have to have other persons out there with similar experiences and they're also looking Mm. for looking to have a voice as well and Mm -hmm. so I thought that you know pep talk would be able to unite persons in that community young professionals with similar experiences who wanted to find the motivation to get up in the morning and Mm -hmm. do what it is that they're supposed to do at the nine to five yeah yeah awesome awesome so um talk to me i want to get into your legal career for a bit but before that, tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up for you. What was your upbringing like? And how did that influence uh, your career path? Okay, so I grew up in a nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Mother and father, very present. Um, born at the University of West Indies Hospital. and But spent majority of my life in St. Catherine, between Portmore, mm-hmm. Spanish Down, Old Harbor. Just a majority of my life in St. Catherine and at all times you know both parents were there so the legal career and how that influenced me the childhood my mother was a big fan of the OJ Simpson case oh (laughs) big fan she I think she have like a book on it right now somewhere on the shelf she loved that she followed it and John Grisham novels Mm, listen (laughs) she was very passionate about law and order in that house and that sparked many conversations between her and her peers and I was always there Mm. I remember at 10 somebody asked me what you want to be when you grow up and I don't think people should ask children this (laughs) 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 because you just say something to say something and I said a lawyer confidently not knowing what it required and mm-hmm. what it took. But two years later, I am I was at Norman Manley and I was like, 
oh god biggest mistake ever because <laughs> i don't know if i can do this it was so difficult but yeah Whoa! That, <laughs> no, I'm surprised by that story. <laughs> wow! So yeah. it's almost as though you had a bit of sub- subconscious programming on the part of your right. mother. <laughs> so is she disappointed that you're not doing criminal law and that you're actually just in an office almost every day? She she is not disappointed at all because she the way how Jamaica is, she's definitely not disappointed mm, at all. She's mm-hmm. like everything happened for a reason and clearly you need to be behind that desk. That is where I'm <laughs> right. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Wow, that's amazing. Uh so in terms of your journey through law school, uh, how did you stay motivated? Because becoming an attorney is no easy feat and I can speak from personal experience. Mm -hmm. There's nothing easy about it. What kept you going when the academic pressure started? Okay. So after I finished the first degree, I knew that I did not want to do a master's. Mm. Right. So I had secretly applied behind my parents back. Oh yes. Long story. (laughs) I had, I didn't apply through Faculty of Law at Mona, I applied directly to KVL. Oh, yes, I see. Had, yes, they had an online application process. And then one day, you know, you get this letter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're accepted. And my mother <laughs> loved oatmeal before you oatmeal. <laughs> like, what is this? Let's talk about it. And I say, oh, yeah, so like that happened. And, you know, then one big debate. So who is going to pay for this? You apply for student loan because they're supposed to be working. You finish your degree. It was one big uproar. So I was like, okay, so you don't want me to take it? Is that what you're saying? You want me to defer? Mm-hmm. And after, you know, we all slept on it. <laughs> there was a consensus that you should, in fact, do it. Mm-hmm. And I did one year in Jamaica and then two years at Cave Hill. While I was there, I met a group of lovely people Mm -hmm. and we formed a study group. And, well, it was an accidental study group in our Mm -hmm. honesty. (laughs) But I had a roommate and we were studying for, I think, PIL, Mm -hmm. right? Public International Law. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends came over. He lived close by and said, you know, the exam tomorrow, I'm just not going to get it. And, we went through with him every single thing because it was helping us, mm-hmm. obviously. And he went in. This is less than 12 hours before the exam, right? Wow. He went in, came out of the exam, and when grades released, he got an A. We all got Oh, an my a. God. Wow. Right? And it was just the three of us. And ever since that, like, he went around, told his roommate, um, you know, you see, Stacey and Tiffany, you need for, you need for the power with them, the pawn. And... That group of three turned into six. Wow. <laughs> and it kept growing. <laughs> we would actually change apartments and the study group would travel with mm-hmm. us wherever. So that's how I got my source of motivation because I had them around me and we're all feeding off of each other's yes. energy because we were working together to ensure that we were all getting good grades and graduating, you know, with honors. And that was my source of motivation. Mm. And we continued that when we came to Nama Manley, would book a room on the weekend and would do the study group again. Wow. Talk about teamwork, making the dream work. That's a, that's yep. really inspirational and extremely good tip for persons who are thinking about pursuing higher education. 
That's amazing. I always, it's for me, I learned that, I learned the importance of bonding with people and sharing when I started Norman Monday, actually, because of the tutorial groups. I was like, wow, this support system is so key. And if I had wrapped my mind around having something like that while I was doing my degree, I would have probably had a better Mm -hmm. outcome. But hey, you know, some are slower than others. (laughs) You live and you learn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a similar story with um what's that course called? Low Mat, the accounts <laughs> course. Yeah. Um, because I was doing so much traveling in final year, um, I there were a few topics in accounts that I just didn't get. The office management part, I got that, you know, because mm-hmm. all you had to do because because I was working, you know, we were working at the same firm. So a lot of things were very obvious to me. But the accounts part, I was like, Lord Jesus, how are we going to do this? And I literally called one of my tutorial group mates and she taught me two topics. We spent like 40 minutes on the phone and she taught me two topics. Oh, <laughs> yes, yes. We were on the phone for like 40 minutes. Uh, we got through and then, you know, I repeated the steps that you need to take to get to the right answer. And mm-hmm. those topics did come on the exam. They, they came like almost every year. And I was able to get an A and I'm like, oh my God, my friend helped me to do that. Yeah. Yeah, So Mm -hmm. relationships are so key in professional life as well as in your personal life. So that's an awesome story. Um, mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk about life as a corporate secretary um, for some of us who want to become attorneys, who will listen or who have desires of climbing the corporate ladder. It all sounds very glamorous to have mm-hmm. a, a corner office with your assistant. <laughs> the dream. The dream. Uh, so what has that journey been like for you and how, t- how did you get to the stage that you are at right now? Okay, it, it's been truly a very good experience because a lot of it you cannot learn in school. Mm-hmm. So you have no choice but to pick it up as you go along. So when you speak about corporate secretarial duties, you're talking about board meetings upon board meetings upon board meetings, mm. which involves doing notices, collating board documents, doing minutes, disseminating the board documents to all the directors. And of course, importantly, attending the meeting, recording the meeting and recording it accurately. Mm, Right? Right. So meetings go two, three, four hours and you have to end up at type pages upon pages to accurately convey what was said in those meetings. And Mm -hmm. so if a meeting takes two hours, it's not going to take you two hours to type out a minute. It's going to take you the entire day. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's going to take the entire day because you're listening to the recording and you are also looking at the board documents which they refer to. Right, right, right. right. So it's not, it's not glitz and glam. I don't mm-hmm. like doing minutes. I will just say it outright. It's not something that I like to do, but it must be done. Mm-hmm. And I understand and I appreciate that, but it's not it's, it's not something I like to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right, because your input is so important because you are the record keeper. 20 years down the line, what you have rec- reflected in your minutes is basically going to be like history. <laughs> so exactly. there's a lot of value. There's a lot of value right. there. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. 
So you have to get it right. I have to know the articles of the company and the articles is basically like the constitution of a company. Mm. They have to know what it says, how many, how many persons or directors make up a quorum, when should an annual general meeting be called, you know, and you'd have to do the notice for that and you'll have to do an annual report for that. And mm -hmm. then if it is listed on the stock exchange, now you have to know the Jamaica Stock Exchange rules mm. and, it, it, and they definitely do not teach you the Jamaica Stock Exchange <laughs> at Norman Manley Law School. <laughs> you have to learn so much. So on one of your episodes of podcast uh, of your podcast, um, Pep Talk, mm -hmm. you spoke about relationships and dating for young professionals. So uh, of course, that's a big ticket uh, issue for everybody who is between 21 and 40. <laughs> Right. So mm -hmm. talk to us about, um, you know, how you've been navigating that space and uh, how do you stay grounded and not get crazy, you know, with the whole dating dynamic situation, especially, yes, especially as such a powerful woman, you know, when somebody hears that, oh, she's an attorney at law, Lord Jesus. Yes. <laughs> That is true. They feel intimidated. So mm -hmm. I, I have stories upon stories, but I will say this outright that I've never dated a coworker in my entire professional career. Mm, never, okay. Ever. It's just been a thing with me where I just cannot cross that line. And mm -hmm. even when my mother was working and I would go to her office, I wouldn't put myself in a position to even date her coworkers. I was mm. like, this is where we draw the line. You know, mm -hmm. standards are your boundaries and stick to it. But yes, advances have been made. You know, people ask you out like, um, you know, can I take you out on a date? What is the number? Mm -hmm. Within the same workspace. And I would say, I don't think it's professional. This is my status. And, you know, the only number you'll ever get is my CUG. <laughs> <laughs> the wow. only number you'll ever get is my CUG. But they make the workplace very awkward mm -hmm. after that. Mm -hmm. But I still make an attempt to keep a professional relationship. I still say good morning. I still say good afternoon. And if it is you need legal advice, I work for the company. I am here to assist you. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, I'm doing my job. And for me personally, that's also my take on the whole relationships in the professional settings. I just feel like that you don't want to blur those lines mm -hmm. and life can do with a lot less complications exactly. than dealing with someone in your workspace, you know? I agree with you. And here's the thing. I, somebody, I think up to last week, say, you know, you're a very intimidating person. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I, 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 I said, you know, I've heard that before. So it's actually nothing new, but I don't mm -hmm. get why I am. But it would be because of the position I hold. Mm -hmm, and when mm -hmm. you hold the position that you hold and you start interacting with persons in similar positions or higher up, and they're usually older as well mm -hmm. I realize that the, the attitude still hasn't changed wow that's interesting it hasn't so, changed <laughs> so even the men who are probably at a significantly higher tier they still may have their reservations about oh this is a powerful woman and intimidating right. isn't that weird though I find I mean, it to be very weird and Funny enough, I was at a monogram with my mother and the lady, for some strange reason, she's like, so what is it you do, ma'am? And I said it quietly. 
Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The space was so small. Trust me, everybody could hear. And um, she asked me to repeat it, and I repeated it. And then my mother was like, attorney of what? And I'm like, what is <laughs> <laughs> And when I exited that monogram, my mother said to me, the man behind you, when he said attorney, his demeanor changed. Oh, my God. Like him stand up straight and give space to walk out. Mm-hmm. It was just a different atmosphere, and it happens sometimes. Mm-hmm, like. mm-hmm. I feel like I'm in a very sticky situation. I haven't been called to the bar as yet. That's gonna be next year, but it's Ooh. like, yeah, I'm so excited. But the thing is, it's like, do I in you know in this dating scene? I've had an experience where. Uh, the person was very impressed by the, you know, where my career trajectory is heading. And mm-hmm. I felt like when the relationship ended, I felt as though that was more impressive than me just being a woman. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, you mm-hmm. know, I feel like, yeah, yeah, you should appreciate my accomplishments. But at the end of the day, without my accomplishments, mm-hmm. I'm a woman and I should be appreciated for that first. So, Thank you. so I, I don't ever see myself telling people that, but in Jamaica, people always want to know what to know do you what do? Right. Especially as a woman who buy her own things. Mm-hmm. Somebody say to me, you know, your boyfriend buy this? And I'm like, no, I buy, you know, I bought it myself. Mm-hmm. And they could not believe it until they say attorney. And they're like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I see you now. I see you now. Mm-hmm. My my biggest issue is the fact that because my profile is kind of public, like I can't even lie. <laughs> even if you wanted to. Yeah, like I wish I could just lie. <laughs> but Man, the moment it will get easier. It will get easier. But the issue you're facing is one that we spoke about in the very first season of Pep Talk. Young female professionals. Mm-hmm. Wife material or not, a lot of young male professionals, they're looking for young female professionals. So they see you for your job before they see you as a woman. Mm, it's so unfortunate. They want, right. They want compatibility. They want to know, say, so you're not going to run them down for their money. <laughs> <laughs> and they want to know that you're also be- beauty and brains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah, I guess we have to just figure out how to navigate the space and um, lead with the femininity as much as possible because I don't lead with my accomplishments ever because I want to know that somebody likes me for just who I am rather that than... Makes two of us, yes. Quote, unquote, what you bring to the table. <laughs> if mm-hmm. I, if I, I hate the phrase so much. <laughs> what do you have to offer? Yeah, it's so like, how dare you ask me that? Exactly. All right. So what, uh, what do you do in a typical day to stay focused and productive, especially when you're doing mundane tasks? Very important, but they're a little bit boring. How do you stay focused and productive so that you can achieve the goals that you need to, to start out? Well, I have in my office a whiteboard that Mm. I requested be put in there, Mm -hmm. and I call it my reminder board. And Mm. every morning, I would go in and write down what it is that I want to achieve for the day, the task Mm. that I have to do for the day. I would sometimes put um, duration next to them to say, I can do this in 30 minutes, two hours, and so forth. And after I do ABCD, I will take lunch, and then I will do everything else. And that keeps me on track. Mm -hmm. and on target to achieve my goals because a lot of times you know when you when you actually write it down it becomes real 
Yes, yes. When you mm-hmm. write it, oh, I love that. That's gonna be a tweetable. When you write it down, <laughs> it becomes real. I love that. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> yes, it becomes yeah. real. I love that. It becomes real, and now you the gears start turning, and you automatically feel motivated mm, because nice. you, you write it down. Yeah, so mm-hmm. that's what I do every day. Nice. All right. So what is the best and worst advice you've been given throughout your professional journey? All right. Let's start with the worst. (laughs) (laughs) And it's debatable if it's actually the worst. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I have had people say, don't do what you are good at or don't do what you like. Do anything that will make you money. Mm. And. And it's practical in the day, time, and age that you're living in. You know, money makes the world go round. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, to me, if you are miserable, if you are unhappy, where the money cannot fulfill your needs, then to me, you should do what you are truly passionate about. Yeah. You should do because that to me is sanity. That to me is peace of mind and money cannot buy either of those. Amen to that. Mm -hmm. And I find I've, I've been told that um, if you do what you like, the money will come. Yes. I've been told that too. Um, Mm -hmm. They say, if, if you do what you like, you'll never really work a day in your life or something Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Right. And I truly believe that because it will, it will not feel like work. Mm-hmm. Because you're doing something you are excited about. You get up feeling excited. And so because you're doing something you like, you're automatically motivated and you're pushing yourself. You don't mm-hmm. need external factors to push you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. So the best advice, no? The best advice, and I don't know who I got it from, but it was investing in yourself to advance yourself. That mm. was, in fact, the best advice just in life, right? It's applicable to your profession. It's applicable to your personal life. And it, it really, it doesn't mean that you need to have money to invest in yourself. Because when we say invest, people often think money, 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 money. You can invest your time. You can mm-hmm. invest your resources. So, for example, let's just use a non-professional example. If it is that you have anger issues right mm-hmm. and you know say you need to consult a therapist and you would have to foot that bill you should do it mm-hmm. put it because mm-hmm. you know what's going to happen in the end the better the the better version of yourself will be revealed to those around you and yeah. you are going to reap the reward accordingly so it, again it's that's why it's not about money it can be anything you want it to be in terms of investing in yourself Mm-hmm. at the end of the day you are going to put your best foot forward and you'll be surprised you know when you invest in yourself where you can reach and where it will take you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all right Stacey on the note of investment share with us some of the money management tips or practices that you've incorporated that have helped you to better manage your finances the biggest biggest one is get yourself a financial advisor mm, okay okay Do it. It's worth it. The financial advisor will keep you on top of your money, will keep you on top of money management. Separate and apart from a financial advisor, you, number one, you shouldn't use a financial advisor as a crutch, right? Educate mm. yourself along the way, right? Make sure you understand what is being said to you. Don't just take it and run with it. Ask questions, educate yourself along the way. And of course, you are always encouraged to budget. Just mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. budget. Don't spend on what it is that you want unless you can afford to spend it. You should spend on what it is that you need. 
Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We all have this mentality. We get paid and buy a quid. We buy this, that, that, and forget so we have bills to pay. Yeah, yeah. Right? And it's all about priority. You must pay the things that you need first or pay for those things first. And if you have extra where you can afford to spend, then you can buy, you can treat yourself. Mm-hmm. You can pay, look a money petty. You can do it here and all of that. But it is not something that should be done unless you can afford to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's why it's important that you budget. So if you see a friend on the road that drive the latest vehicle, you know, they <laughs> cannot afford it. You know, say don't, you cannot afford it. You have a vehicle. It's not the latest, right? It's probably pretty old and beat up, but it gets you from point A to point B, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? Because if you keep on watching your friend, you know, you are going to end up in a debt, yeah. not cheap. Exactly. So you have to be mindful of that. You have to be mindful of your spending. You have to be mindful of who you watch and who also encourages you to spend money as well. Mm, yes. So find mm. out what your triggers are and what may get you off task. Right. You mm-hmm. really have to stay um, grounded and yeah. focused as best as possible. And the investment needs to be inside of the budget as well. Because yes. <laughs> I think true. people think that that's a separate thing. But if it's incorporated in the budget, then I think you're more likely to actually do it. I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite book? I do, actually. I Well, you know, I've been getting into audio, audible. Same so here. I, yes. I have, but... This is not one of those, (laughs) (laughs) right? But the book that I like is a classic and Mm -hmm. it's A Raisin in the Sun. Like, Oh, okay. And here is why it is A Raisin in the Sun. Because I I feel like the book, the story, it is motivational for Mm -hmm. young professionals and non-young professionals Mm -hmm. in that you can come from whatever background. And if you actually put in the time and effort to invest in yourself, you can in fact advance yourself. Now, Mm -hmm. for those who don't know A Raisin in the Sun, again, which is a classic, you should know it. Uh, There's this family in the projects, mm-hmm. a black family, all of them live in this very small apartment and the mother or the matriarch of the family, we're not going to go into the details, the <laughs> matriarch of the family actually saved up some money and managed to buy a house in a white neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? And she, even though she paid on the money to buy the house in the white neighborhood, that persons from that neighborhood or the same person who were selling to her basically offered her more money for her and her family not to live there mm. just because they were black. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. they turned it down and they eventually moved into that white neighborhood and the story ended there. Mm-hmm. But the, the message is that in life, if you want something, it's not enough to say you want it. You need to now work towards it like the matriarch by saving. And when mm-hmm. you save the money and you're in a position to finally get what you want, there are always going to be obstacles like the white man coming and saying, you know, I'll pay you X if you don't move in. You're yeah. always going to have obstacles. Mm-hmm. You know, remember, you know, you want it enough. So you, that drive, that motivation, you're so close, you can taste it. That should yeah. be enough for you to overcome Mm-hmm. the challenges so that you can reach the finish line in one piece. And when you reach the finish line, the level up road, the level like you will be so happy that you managed to do that mm-hmm. by yourself 
or with as little assistance as possible from external persons. Mm-hmm. You'll be so happy. It will be worth it. But of course, you'll say, but you're not it again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but it will be worth it in the end. And that's what A Raisin in the Sun is really about. Wow. Thanks for sharing that, Stacey. I remember watching the play and it was so, um, it kind of, it was emotional listening to you as you spoke about what the story and the message of it all was. Wow. Hopefully I find it on Amazon and I can share it in the show notes for people because I find reading plays is also very, it's an exciting thing to do. Yes. All right. So Stacey, uh, do you, I'd love for you to share with us your personal mantra or motto that you live by. You've kind of shared with us a few, yes. but <laughs> if there's one that's, that you haven't shared that stands out, I'd love for you to share that as well. So I have two. Mm-hmm. The first one, you know, invest in yourself to advance yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's been explained and milked. Mm-hmm. Second one is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Yes. Simple, everyday, you know, Bible verse. And I think that is true. When you mm-hmm. feel like you don't have the strength to go on, when you feel like I can't persevere, when you feel like this is it, mm-hmm. I'm about to quit. Yeah. You need to remember. You just need to take a deep breath. I'm really zoning on it. <sighs> Get all things through Christ who, strength, who strengthens you. Now, <laughs> I used to do exams and I literally used to sing that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I used to sing that right when I when I was sitting exams because I would forget like what is the answer to this mm-hmm. and I'm like Stacey don't freak out don't freak out center just find a center find a center because if you're freak out you're definitely not gonna be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I would repeat that over and over and over and over again and nice. eventually the answer comes to me Nice. I, I had a conversation on live stream last night where I was sharing with people that uh, your spirituality, I find for me, it's almost as though you're putting yourself at an advantage mm-hmm. by embracing that side of you, you know, leaning into your source, leaning yes. into your creator and getting inspiration from that. It sets you apart and mm-hmm. it helps with your mental health too, I think. Yes, so, mental so, health is important. Mm-hmm, so I'm happy. I'm happy you mentioned that. All right. So for those of us who want to live the corporate life, uh, share with us uh, a best practice to get there uh, because we don't have too many women um, who ascend to the CEO post, even though like within the context of Jamaica, we are thriving with women who are in managerial positions, but like the C-suite um, it takes some time. So if you have any tips to share around that, getting yeah. there and staying there. Mm-hmm. You need to network, network, mm. network, network. Because in Jamaica, it comes down to who you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you need to network. So you have networking events through Wealth Magazine, through um, service organizations such as Kiwanis, mm-hmm. Optimist Club. You also have networking opportunities through Past Students Association. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you should be a part of that. So anybody who go UA and do uh, a degree, there is an alumni association that you can join, right? Mm-hmm. So you should take advantage of that. And when they're ready, they have mingles and they send things out, sign up mm-hmm. for the and you can become a part of that. Sign up for your high school alumni association. You know, join a service organization, not only to network, but to also mm-hmm. give back. 
Mm-hmm. And there are many opportunities to network. And also you have a lot of seminars and workshops mm-hmm. similar to like We Inspire. Yeah. And you can network and meet inspirational women at these events mm-hmm. as well. So that is definitely something to think about. Mm-hmm. Another thing that you can do is just don't stop. Give up. Yeah. Send a resume. Send a resume, resume until they cannot send it anymore. Call as mm-hmm. well. I'm not saying annoy them, but <laughs> call as well. Put your name out there because mm-hmm. you never know when they will say, yes, now is your time to shine. And yeah. of course, if it is, you have your foot in the door, take advantage of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I say that because I was at an organization and I had my foot in the door. Never even mm-hmm. know it. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and while I was there, I would do basically anything them can do. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say, you know, this is beneath me or I shouldn't do this. I would oblige. Mm-hmm. Right? And I left that organization and went to the firm where we met. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was at that time I got a call to say, you know, your work ethic was just so inspiring wow. that wow. I know this person at this place. Mm-hmm. And they're looking for somebody and I referred you. Wow. And they, as they say, the rest is history. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, Stacey. You literally gave us some really practical things to go and do now. Like as I'm sitting here, I'm thinking about the fact that I really need to join UWI's Alumni Association. Mm-hmm. Somebody told me to do it um, earlier this year, like at the very start of the year. And I didn't prioritize it. And I really need to start prioritizing those different networking opportunities. Uh, because you never know. Like I've gotten opportunities before where people never know me. And then there was this like one person who Mm -hmm. said, yeah, man, you don't know her X, Y, Z. And they were able to vouch for me. And I was like, oh my God, thank God for that. So relationships are key. Wow. Mm -hmm. And you didn't even apply for the job. Someone referred you because they were... referred and Mm -hmm. I went for um, an interview. Like the week after that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for them to feel me out, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And then there's a senior resume, but yeah. yeah. Um, one more question. So, well, maybe not one, <laughs> I always do this. <laughs> All right. So um, you are a very good dresser in my estimation Thank and you. I, oh, you're welcome. And I know for a fact um, that looking good um, as superficial as it sounds, is very yeah. important. I feel like my life has improved when I started to take more pride in how mm-hmm. I put myself together. Mm-hmm. So where did you get that from? Like, how do you get your inspiration for putting together your outfits uh, and that sort of thing? All right. First impressions are lasting impressions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So the first thing somebody sees before they know who you are or attempt to get to know you is how you look. Mm-hmm. how you put yourself together and if you look good guess what they might just walk up to you and start a conversation as well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and one thing can lead to the to the other yeah. right in terms of inspiration well you see my sister has been working for as long as i can remember <laughs> 
right? So, you know, you take something from Fair Closet. (laughs) You take something from your closet. You also follow um, online pages. Mm -hmm. You end up ordering stuff online just to recreate that look. And mm-hmm. then after a while, it kind of develop your own personal style mm-hmm, along the way mm-hmm. and you know what works for you, your mm-hmm. body type, and what is your style. Yeah. And so it motivates you know, to look good and put yourself together, do a full face, change up your bag once in a while, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so forth. But I will tell you this, the minute you get demotivated and you feel uninspired, that will change you start put less mm-hmm. effort in it because you know where i'm going at the first place mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. so yeah it's a whole package so looking good sets the tone for a productive day basically i agree yeah, I had to share that because I remember when we were at the firm, I used to really admire how you coordinated your outfits together. And um, I was like, you know, I want to, because it, it just adds to the whole image and the whole aura about, yes. you know, how you put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, hmm, um, yes. maybe that does help with getting results. And when I was I in guess. a position to buy better clothing, I realized that it did in fact improve the quality of people that talked to me and you know what is the funny thing you don't need to spend an Mm. arm and a leg exactly exactly that's what people need to remember you have people out there who can afford to do it and so they do it and there is nothing wrong with that but you don't need to actually put yourself in debt Mm -hmm. to look exactly exactly one decent black skirt one decent black pants and multiple tops waist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As simple as that. I maybe two pair of shoes. Yeah. And rotate them smartly. Yeah, yeah. And, and care, care for the quality, right. care for the garments that you have. Definitely. I so yeah. agree with that. Yeah. It can be done. So many tips have been shared here. All right, Stacy. So uh, my final question to you is sure. what, yes, <laughs> for real. <laughs> what keeps you driven? All right. Setting new goals keeps me going mm-hmm. because I, I, I had saw on LinkedIn years ago an article by somebody and they say that when you reach a certain age, you feel like you achieve all your goals. But when you mm-hmm. achieve your goals, what you need to do is to set new ones and continuously challenge yourself and motivate yourself as you get older. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean because you achieve it, you just leave it by the wayside. Set other goals. There must be something else that you want to achieve. So for me, I have set a few new goals for 2020. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. I said that I want to challenge myself professionally. Yes, yes. And I'm going to set out to do just that. Mm-hmm. So I, I have no... Um, an online legal consultancy. Yes. <laughs> yes, an online legal consultancy and legal services uh, business called SNG mm-hmm. Legal Consultancy and Services. And the gist of it is this we have operators and we have an online chat where you can get legal advice literally. I love that. I love that. And we are able to provide basic legal services because your girl has a nine to five. Hello. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're not doing the litigation. (laughs) Strictly paperwork. No court appearances. So basic legal service. You want to register a company. You want to go on divorce. You want to do a trademark, you know, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Well, anything that is strictly paper-based, transferable mm-hmm. land, 
Mm-hmm. Review a contract, draft a contract. Mm-hmm. And do that. So Amazing. consider that basic legal services. And so that is what is on the agenda. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds so exciting. So you're officially an entrepreneur now. Yay. Yes. And I will share the website with you after. Definitely. And I'll put that in the show notes uh, as well, of course. No problem. Love nice. It. Nice. All right, Stacey, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to chat with me after a long day, I imagine. Stressful. <laughs> yes. And I'm, I'm really, th- this was so content rich and I feel like I, I know even more now, you know. Okay. Uh, yes, because somebody stores that the story with your mother. I never know this. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's true. Nobody knows it. <laughs> She's going to be so floored when she hears the episode. I know she is, and mm-hmm. I will hear about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, looking forward to exciting things from you in 2020 and beyond. And uh, thanks for stopping by. Take care. You too. Thank you, Sophia. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Driven Woman podcast. Let's keep the conversation going over Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash Driven Woman podcast. If you loved this episode, and I know you did, please leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. This allows more people to get access to the show and the quality conversations that we have over here, right? Can you do that? I'm counting on you. And until next time, stay driven, 